Good morning, friends. How's everybody doing? Princess Die. Greg is on. Cat is on. Ben and Joe Pappas. Good morning from Houston. Houston, we do not have any problems. Morning from <laughs> Spunky. <laughs> I'm glad you're spunky. Uh, the president's kind of spunky this morning. Good morning from Oklahoma, Michigan, Charlotte, North Carolina, South Carolina. I'm in here in Arizona where we do not have to go through the hassles of uh, time zone, uh, daylight savings time stuff. So I thought I'd jump on here, do a little broadcast before Brendan goes live. Uh, hey from Waikiki, aloha, San Antonio and Louisiana. All right, so wanted to talk uh, real quickly about a couple of things. I want to share, good morning from Gilbert, Arizona, Santan Valley. Hey, my neighbors. What's up, people? Uh, talk a little quickly about a dream I had last night. That was pretty darn, pretty interesting, pretty revealing, and very instructive. And uh, Q drop woke you up while you were asleep. Yeah, you know, interesting. A couple of people, two people that I know of, had dreams that Q was going to come back on November 2nd. <clears throat> I think they had the dreams on November 1st or pretty close to it. Uh, not sliding into the ocean in Everett, Washington. No, you're not. Been to Everett a lot. Good morning from Anchorage, Sicily. Oh, I would love to go to Sicily sometime. I have to visit there sometime. Uh, President Trump is a little bit salty this morning on Twitter, if you haven't noticed. I'm following him, and uh, he, there's a rally tonight in Kentucky. So uh, be sure to tune in and catch the president at the rally tonight. I'm sure it'll be interesting. Uh, hey from the Bahamas. Hope everything's going good down there. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so in the dream last night, in the dream, I saw abstract concepts. Okay, so this is a conceptual dream. I saw these abstract concepts that throughout my life, they were things that I had avoided. Things that I kind of ignored, things that I didn't take on, I didn't tackle them. Because when I was younger, it seemed like avoiding these issues, conflicts, um, <laughs> obstacles, problems was just the easiest way to get through that time in my life. Just, just avoid the problem. Don't deal with it. Don't confront the person. Don't, uh, don't engage. Right. And for much of my life, I've been a person. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an ESTJ actually. Um, I think, uh, sit tight. <laughs> I don't want to lie to you. Uh, ESFJ, sorry. I'm an ESFJ, what David Kersey calls the guardian provider. And I generally try to avoid conflict if, if possible. I try to engage in things that are helpful and things that are productive. And if I sense that something is not helpful or not productive, I tend to avoid it. And that's why I avoid, I ignore trolls, block trolls, ignore um, people on social media who don't have anything constructive to contribute. 
That's something that I, I learned earlier or later in life. So anyway, in this dream, I was looking at a, and this is an abstract set of ideas, so it's not like I actually saw things in the natural that I had actually avoided or people I had avoided or situations I had avoided. This is just an abstract set of ideas. In the dream, I knew they were things that I had just not dealt with throughout my life. Now, uh, <laughs> as I'm sitting there in the dream, I'm looking at these things and I realize my avoidance, my decisions not to address, not to tackle them, not to take them on, did not help me. It actually, uh, it actually stunted my potential growth. If I would have addressed those things, tackled them, faced them at the time, I would, be, I would have been much farther ahead in life at that point, but I avoided them. All right, so in the dream, I saw myself engaging these issues, tackling the problems, confronting these people and situations. And at the end of the dream, I was a much better person because of it. And, you know, sometimes I have these dreams that are just... Like, it's, it's a common sense, but God often puts his finger on issues for us that we kind of know intellectually, but we don't really know down in deep inside of us things that God wants us to confront, um, tackle, uh, address. I've, I've had a lot of personal dreams lately. Um, that's why I haven't been posting all of them on Twitter. If I have a relevant dream that I think will help other people, um, yeah, peeling the onion. I'll sometimes post them on Twitter. Some of the personal dreams are just for me, and I don't post those dreams. This one I put up on Twitter because I thought it would be helpful. Um, and look, the Bible says, the Bible calls us overcomers. He, God, has made us overcomers. How are we? How do we overcome? by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. <laughs> and we, we overcome, in, in a lot of ways, we overcome things by tackling them, by uh, going after them, by confronting them. Uh, Jill, I see that you're on here. Um, I don't know if you're listening. You might, might be at work. But uh, Jill came out here to Arizona last week and she uh, she had back pain and uh, we were sitting here in the kitchen talking and I said well let's get you healed with the back pain she had back and neck pain and uh, it, it turns out what I found out is a lot of people have physical symptoms of chronic pain and illness it's actually related to emotional trauma and the emotional trauma is generally uh, connected to events and things from our past that we have not dealt with properly. So I walked Jill through a little process where we dealt with this emotional trauma and boom, her back pain, uh, neck pain was gone. And what I've found in getting people healed is sometimes you can get people healed of physical symptoms and illness just by releasing power, sometimes by exercising authority, but many times 
the healing comes in dealing with past issues that we have not properly dealt with. Healing emotional wounds, uh, sometimes forgiveness, sometimes getting a different perspective on that past situation, and sometimes confronting and dealing with those issues in a different way. A lot of times it's letting go of things like anger uh, or uh, giving up uh, feelings of shame and guilt, giving those to God, letting Him take those things from you. That is, uh, that is a very, very important process in, in being healed, physically healed and emotionally healed. And what I, what I have learned is any condition can be healed. Any illness, any mental illness, any physical condition can be healed if you are willing to submit yourself to the process. God has a process that He can use to heal anything. And what I've found is uh, many times we're not healed because we will not submit to the process. That's it. And look, I have my own junk from my past that I, some of which I've dealt with, some of it I have not dealt with. And I am not walking in full freedom and full kingdom identity because I have not yet dealt with all that stuff. I have not submitted myself to the process. So, <laughs> this dream last night, God was again showing me, look, there are things in life that you can't, well, you can avoid them. You can choose to avoid them. But if you choose to tackle them, deal with them, if you choose to submit yourself to God's process, there is, you will grow in wisdom, you'll grow in knowledge, you will grow in strength, you'll grow in discernment, you'll grow in compassion, mercy, and love if you submit yourself to that process. And if you let God teach you in those um, experiences about things that are lacking in your life. Maybe you have um, weaknesses or flaws in your character that God is trying to work into your character. And by avoiding those uncomfortable situations, avoiding those conflicts, you're not growing up in godly character. You're not developing strength. You're not developing confidence. You're not developing uh, you know, wisdom. The things that you need to have to get you through life uh, those difficult situations that come along, if we avoid them, we're not submitting ourselves to the process. God has a process. <laughs> he wants us to go through these difficult times because through adversity, through overcoming adversity, we, we develop godly character. Yeah, I know. Ouch, ouch, ouch. I know. That's, that's, a, that's why I'm on here because I'm like, oh gosh, there's so many things in my life I've kind of avoided because... Uh, they're not comfortable, but if you, you know, the dream is just showing me that if you are willing to submit to the process, go through those, uh, those issues and confront them, you will develop stronger character and you'll uh, develop wisdom, you'll develop discernment, you'll develop patience, and love and compassion, all the things you want to develop. All right, uh, that is it. That's all I got for you, other than to say that it, I'm, I'm encouraged it looks like Q is back. Uh, we haven't got a lot of posts yet. Um, it looks like Q, it, it, someone's been posting on the Q research board on Acune using Q's trip code. Looks like Q. I'm going to wait and get a little more confirmation before I say you know, definitively that Q is back. Um, 
It would be nice if Q posted a zero delta with a Trump tweet. That would help a lot. Uh, and, you know, as, uh, as things evolve, uh, the, the site is getting more stable, able to access it more readily. And I'll keep you all posted on that stuff too. Um, yeah, if your life is a mess and you're trying to have faith, uh, faith, is, faith is like a mustard seed. Uh, parable of the mustard seed, Jesus said, you know, he actually said, not in the parable of the mustard seed, he said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain, be moved, and it'll move, be thrown into the ocean. All right, a lot of people say that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, that's not what he said. He said if you have faith as a mustard seed, the way a mustard seed acts. All right, if you go to the parable of the mustard seed, kingdom parables, Jesus said the mustard seed is the smallest of seeds, and it grows into a massive tree. The kingdom of God, he said, is like unto a mustard seed. Smallest of seeds grows into a massive tree, even the birds of the air come to nest in it. Okay, that parable, what he was telling us is the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed and that it grows, right? And Jesus also said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, faith has to grow. You don't just try to have faith. You don't just try to believe. Your faith grows through the experiences you have with God. When you submit yourself to the process, when you confront the things that terrify you, that frighten you, that people trying to back you down, situations that are uncomfortable, when you engage those situations, when you confront those people, when those situations are resolved one way or the other, you look back at them and go, wow, God brought me through that, or God taught me this through that process, or God developed patience in me by going through this situation. Then you look at that and say, God helped me. It builds your faith in God, because your faith is in God. Your trust is supposed to be in God. It's not the idea of trust. It's not the idea of faith. Trust, faith, confidence, it's in God. It's in God's ability to get us through the process, work through His plan in the process. And faith grows by experience. It's not something you just, you know, God just give me more faith. Faith grows. You have to go through these experiences. The only reason I have faith for healing is because I've submitted myself to the process. I probably prayed for 20,000 people to be healed. I've seen a lot of people healed. All right? That's submitting myself to the process. That is going through and praying for a lot of people and following up with them and seeing a lot of people healed. Those experiences have grown my faith, confidence in God. And when you submit yourself to the process, the difficulties of life, God will, if you, if you act the way God has asked you to act, do the things He's asked you to do, He will show Himself faithful, and then you will have more faith in His ability to work things out. All right. Uh, getting close to daily time. <laughs> yes, you know what? I'm a recovering people pleaser too, Nick. And a lot of us on the scope are people pleasers, but ultimately that comes from a need, an emotional need for acceptance. And 
what we need to do is rather than looking for acceptance from man, we need to realize that God has accepted us the way we are. Once you realize that God loves you completely, totally, the way you are right now, He thinks you're the bee's knees. No time change in Arizona. We don't do daylight saving sun. Once you realize that God thinks you're awesome just the way you are, God is well pleased with you. You don't have to change to please Him. If you please, if you, if your life pleases the Creator of the universe, then what does it matter if a few strangers or people or relatives think you're, you're great or think you're a fool? It doesn't matter. What matters is what God thinks about you. That's what matters. And you need to wrap your mind around the fact that God loves you just the way you are. You, are, you please Him just the way you are. You don't have to please people. You can live life on your terms, which should be God's terms. Uh, obedient, uh, obedience to what God has asked you, shown you to do. God gives me some very, very specific revelation to dreams about people He wants me to meet, people He wants me to help, projects He wants me to take care of, and those are the specific, that's a specific revelation from God for me. All right, I do those things because that is what God has asked me to do. I don't care what other people think. It doesn't matter, and it shouldn't matter to you. Do not, the process of getting out of becoming a people pleaser uh, is number one, recognizing that people are never going to be happy no matter what you do, no matter how you act, you are never going to please people. They will always find things to criticize about you. Trust me, I have been there. <laughs> I was a people pleaser forever. Could never make people happy. And it is a, it's, a, it's a rat race trying to please people. You'll never do it. You have already pleased God. So just keep doing that. Just ask God specifically, hey, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, what kind of things do you want me to be involved in? Pleasing God is way easier than being a people pleaser. Way easier. All right. That is it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you all go. Love you. Take care. Catch you on the next broadcast.